Wishing uh, everyone a good week. Parshas Vayigash. A lot of high drama going down with with uh, Yosef and Yehuda in the Parsham. Okay, let's get it started. First, we'll discuss Yosef called the Baal HaChalayim as dreams. What's the deal with dreams? Do dreams go after the interpretation, as the Gemara says? All dreams go after the interpretation. Or as the Ben Ishchai says, Kol Holach Akar HaPeh, all dreams go after the mouth. Peh is Gematria 85. Way after 85 is 86, which Gematria Lukim. It's So which one is up? Let's go through the dreams. Yosef's first set of dreams. He's got the stalks bowing down to him. Sun, moon, and stars bowing down to him. So it appeared to be prophetic. But maybe not. Because what did the brothers say? And Yaakov, does it mean we're all going to bow down to you? They end up interpreting the dream. Okay. So now let's go to their interpretation. Next set of dreams is the baker and the butler. The baker and the butler, it seemed clear. The skinny you had over here, the birds pecking on the head of the baker, the butler squeezing the grapes, and Yosef interprets that as the baker is going to die and the butler is going to live. So how does he know that? So we have here the what's called version of Dugna Magid. That it was a, there was a guy who had there was a guy who went to an art gallery, and he sees a man holding a bowl of fruits, and that's the picture. Real live birds start pecking at the fruit. So he says, "Wow, this picture is really amazing." These what's called they even so the birds thought that the fruit was real. Someone else said the, the painting is not as good as you thought, because if the birds would have thought the guy was real in the painting, they would be afraid to come. If the birds are pecking on the head, it means the guy's not real. Shot number one. Moses Tzal mentioned this. He said, the wine, the butler, he's squeezing grapes. He's doing something. That's being alive. The beggar sitting like a shlamazel. That's being dead. So, that was a bit. Although, the interesting to know, the Medrash Rabbah and the Mamaloi is not so sure that this was such a simple interpretation three days. You know, really, if you take a look at the Medrash Rabbah, Mamaloi's, and the Gemara, is over here is, the baker's interpretation had to do with Gullus and all difficult things, and the butler had to do with Geula. So much the Yushalmi says, the reason why we have four cups of wine is because of the four times it said Kos by the, in the, by the butler, in reference to Paro. And so Yossi's like, okay, butler, you got good stuff to say about us, I got good stuff to say about you. It'll be a redemption for you. Baker, you got bad stuff to say about us, I got bad stuff about you. Nice knowing you. And it's actually interesting that that's actually Pesach. Pesach, we have the four cups, redemption. That's the butler. And there is getting rid of the baker. Stay away from the comments. Um, that is, let's go, that's that. Next set of dreams. Pyro's got seven skinny cows eating seven fat cows. So there it seemed clear. What was the interpretation? The interpretation was, like Yosef said, It'll be seven good years, seven bad years. We still have to know why Yosef chimes in with this thing. It's, oh, and what you need to do is you need to save up from the good years to the bad years. Obviously, that's what you need to do. What was the, uh, what is he adding over here? Now, let's get, let's go, let's, uh, let's get a side note. Parshas Miketz usually comes out the week of Hanukkah. And Rosh Hashim and right is, this is exactly the dessert. Could it really be? Could the skinny cows really beat the fat cows? Can the few really beat the many? Can the weak really beat the strong? It was the nace of Hanukkah. And in the word or, the 25th word in the Torah, the, the nakud is a chilam, similar as the chalom. Okay, but let's get to, we discussed that more, I think, last week. But let's get to this. There was, you have, what we have over here, 
the seven skinny cows eating the seven fat cows. Now, so clearly it was a interpretation about it, what's called uh, the famine, seven good years and seven... Now, why didn't Paro like the interpretation of the Egyptians, that they said you'll have seven daughters and all die? Because they were, this is Meshachachim, they say because they were right next to each other in the dream. So that means they'll exist simultaneously. The daughters can't be dead and alive. So how does Yosef's answer have any better? You'll have seven good years, seven bad years. But you still have the question. The question is, but how are they existing together? And the answer is, because they're going, I'm going to, someone's going to save up from the good years for the bad years, and then you're going to have them, the good years and the bad years, existing together. That will be one, one shot over there. But now, if we say dreams go after the interpretation, did power really have seven daughters and they all die? So simply he didn't. So simply you would say, as some learn, is dreams only go into after the interpretation, if the interpretation was accepted. And here it, it wasn't. But Caesar brings a wild Yalko Trevaini, and he says over there is the seven daughters of Pyro represent seven Shaduchim from the strangest of sources, either from the non-Jewish side or from bizarre places that would end up marrying seven of the greatest people. And here is your list. Yehuda marrying, going, what's going to be together with Tamar was she was dressed as a harlot on the side of the road. After Asna, after Dina was violated, a child was born out of that union. Asnas ended up marrying Yosef. That's number two. Yisro, who was the Kohen of Avodah before he was Magyar, had two daughters, more than two, but two of the daughters in this list, married, one marries Moshe Rabbeinu and one marries Elazar. And so that uh, gets us up to four. We got David Amalek in one of his strange unions, gets us up to five. We have, well, and then we get the real wild ones, which is Yeshua marrying Rachel. That's really off the charts, number six. And then Shimshon and Delilah, which was number seven. Now, in the first case, six, the tzaddikim turned over the other ones. You know, everything was brought, it was all good. But even in the case of Shimshon and Delilah, where Delilah clearly messed up Shimshon, but if she was smart, they would have had him killed. But they left him long enough that he could bring the house down and kill all the women that actually caused him trouble. So in the end, seven daughters and they're all negated. There was actually a truth to that, what's called to that dream. Okay, those are some things to note on dreams. You guys could have voted in how you liked it. Either, what's called either way. Now, one thing we want to understand here, talking about dreams, with Yosef, what in the world is Yosef doing here? Yosef is really tormenting these guys. They come, let's go, they're coming down to Mitzrayim. They, like, <laughs> they come down to Mitzrayim, it's like, yeah, I say, you guys are spies. That's right, you guys are spies. And he's, making, he's like, oh, you know, you have to bring back your brother. They tell me uh, that to prove you're not a spy. And then they bring back Benjamin. And Yaakov is like, oh, no, you're not sending down Benjamin. You can't do this. And there's a whole panic going on over here. He's put, clearly, he's putting money in their sack. They clearly know he's framing them. He puts the goblet and he puts the goblet in, in what's called Yos- in, in, in Yehuda's, in uh, Benjamin's sack. And Yosef's like, yeah, you guys can all go home in peace. Don't worry about it. Everything is fine. No problem. <laughs> you know, and, you know, like, everything is fine. Yeah, everything is fine. You know, like, Yehuda's like, oh, for my dead body. 
Yehuda, Yehuda said, what's called Yehuda's like, and this is the famous verse from the Gain, the Yigashi love Yehuda, the Yomer Biyodani, the Trump is a Kadma of Azur of the Izarko Munasagol. The Trump wants to know, why is Yehuda, Kadma of Azur, the fourth son, coming forth and speaking? The answer is because Zarko Munasagol, he said, if I don't bring back Binyamin, I will get Zerik thrown out from Munak resting and Segol, the Amsegula. So he's going to lose this world and the next. That's why he's. That's why he is the one talking over here. So he's what's going. He's sort of basically had it with what's going with Yosef, and and what's going. This is what happens over here now. Now he changes his. He, what's going? He changes his. Uh, okay, before we get to Yehuda. So Yosef clearly is really making their life miserable. He's making everybody nervous, including what's called Yaakovino. This is not a simple situation. He appears, like on service, you would think he's just playing games with them and what's called taking revenge. Some say that he's trying to fulfill his dreams. That still sounds a little mad, you know, that he's going to get everyone a heart attack so he can fulfill his dreams of everyone bowing down to him. <laughs> That's pretty, you know, sounds a little bit crazy. But this is what this is, so we have to understand what's going on over here. Now, to compound the issues, Yehuda. Yehuda originally said, yes, their brother was missing. Or, you know, we don't know where he is. Now he says, my brother is dead. Why did he change? So Rashi says he changes, you know, so, so he couldn't say, oh, bring him down here. But there's a wild risk in the Hida, which is shocking. You'd wonder, how did the brothers not pick this up? I mean, you know, like they're coming down to Mitzrayim, looking for Yosef. They run into some leader who has the same powers as them, knows every single thing about what's called about them. He you know, was asking to, about their father, what's called their father and brother. Clearly, like, you know, the guy doesn't look so Egyptian. You know, actually, it looks like a carbon copy of Yaakov. It should have been evident. It really should have been evident. Okay, there's a Ramban or a mask. I mean, this really, you know, should have been evident. So the Chida says something outrageous. The Chida, what's called, the Chida says that, what, and this is what we know, we're going to get to the famous Medrash, the what called the famous Madrash that when Yosef finally reveals himself, he says, "I'm Yosef, is my father still alive?" Everyone was so shocked and says, "What was to us Yemen? What was the big gang over there?" So he does something wild. So he brings it is this: Yehuda has figured it out. Yehuda says, "Be Adoni, I know exactly who you are, my master. You are part of the B. Be a Beisud is Gematria twelve. You're one of the twelve. But you know what, Yosef." You're the same Russia you always were. Rishayim are considered dead even in their life. My brother's dead. You were out to get us then. You're out to get us now. You're just looking for trouble. That's all you did. Your whole life, you're just looking for trouble. And we said over here, everything Rashi said, anything bad he could say about them, he would. He's having dreams again about what's cool, they're going to bow down to him. You were trying to constantly get rid of us. Abraham and Ahiraeus. Even when they went down to Mitzrayim, they still, even when they went to look for him, they still thought he was bad. They just thought that we should bring him back anyway. Let's go, we should bring him back anyway, you know, because of how much our father was, what's cool, suffering. And where did they go look for him? In the Shukasnus. That's where we'd expect a guy like that to hang out. And they never leave this perception. Even after Yaakov dies, they come over to Yosef and they're like, oh, our father said you wouldn't have swore. He says you're not going to take revenge. They didn't trust him until the end. They looked at him as, this guy is just out to get us. This guy is bad. And that's exactly what's happening over here, what's going on in the statement of the Hidam. To which Yosef, in his what's going response, what's going, what's the, this is what's going, this is Yosef's response. 
You know, let's go Yosef's response. Let's go Yosef's response is let's go is this. You really think I was out to get you? That's what you really think. If I really wanted to get you, what would I do? I would send a message home and tell Dad what you guys did. Ad kedekah, Yosef didn't even what's called Yosef didn't even uh, send a mat what's called even spend t- private time with Yaakov after he came. He like you have to wonder if Ryan comes the next week's parsha to tell Yaakov what's called tell Yosef that Yaakov is sick. Why doesn't Yosef know? Because Yosef didn't hang out with him. Yosef what's called Yosef didn't want. He was afraid. Yaakov might ask me, how did you get down here? And he didn't want to rat out the brothers. So it was unbelievable that Yosef was actually ready to sacrifice his relationship with his father just to not get them in trouble. But they clearly believed he was out to get them the whole time. And this is the answer. The answer is, yeah, you really thought I wanted to mess you up? Hello, I'm Yosef. Is my father still alive? Could I not have sent them a message and messed you guys up? Clearly, that's not the case. So that would be one shot in this statement. Now we'll get other we'll get get other pshatim over here what was that what was so shocking and what was so you know, what was so sharp. What was to us Yemadin? We'll get to that quickly. we'll get to that soon. But let's come back to this. What was Yosef thinking? What in the world is he doing with all this? And listen to these sharp lines in the Madrashim he brings in is this Yehuda's over there, he's already had it. Yehuda's really gonna break uh, you know ready to smoke come out of his ears. And Yehuda's like, like, I'm going to take out my sword and paint this town red. I'm going to kill everybody. You you stop stop playing games with me over here. And Yosef's like, oh, I mean, you were a pretty good painter after all. I mean, you know, you did paint your brother's coat. (laughs) He doesn't smoke. You're just getting even more. He says, the fire of Shem is burning inside me. Yosef's like, I think that might be the fire of tomorrow, actually. What's going on over here? The the verb we didn't know with Yosef is this Hanhaga. Yosef's vert in life is this hanhaga of being the greatest. It is, this is the hanhaga of Yosef. You know, because the, what they are a different shot. Different shot, why? How come the Khartoum couldn't figure out it's talking about seven skinny cows, seven fat cows? Is talking, talking about a uh, seven skinny cows, seven fat cows? Is talking about, talking about the good years and bad years? Originally, they thought that was a shot that it was the good years and the bad years. But then they said, one second, if this was talking about a famine, power should have this time in the spring. When Rosh Hashanah says people that the grain is decreed at that time of year in the spring, and they understood that that's in the world. So, but why should he have a Rosh Hashanah time? Rosh Hashanah time is when people get decreed. So that's when they moved to the pshat that was talking about daughters that has to do with people. So when Yosef says it's going to be a famine, they're like, ah, we, we threw that pshat out already because he was Rosh Hashanah time. Yosef is like, the answer to that is, the whole reason there even is a famine is that someone, i.e. me, is going to save up the entire country. This whole dream is about me. And that's why he's dreaming on Rosh Hashanah. And when Yosef has a dream, the sun, moon, and stars are bowing down to him, the entire universe worked for me. What do you think the baker and the butler, even in the jail to begin with, was only for me? That's what he tells him, Kiyam Zachartani, it's only because you're going to remember me. Why else would you be here? Why does Paro even as a dream? is only to take Yosef with Yosef out. Everything is going on. It's all fair. What gets even really crazier is this is go back to a different shot. What Rosh Kol mentioned from Rakhine Shmulevitz. You know what the shocking point? Yehud, the brothers are there and they're like Mamash throwing him into a pit and they're selling him and says, Oh, we'll see what we'll be with your dreams. Not only did it stop the dreams, that's actually was the, what's called, that's actually was the fulfillment. 
as what's called as the Ruchatzer mentions. He says, "Be Adoni." He says, "Only because of me that you're even the master." It was because I sold you that to the tribe. That's actually how you got over here. That you could come by what's called Kamecha Kaparo. Basically, even when they were trying to kill him, was all what's called part of the grand master plan. You know, as Hashem sent them that message with the nice smelling stuff, and would go in the van. Everything is the whole world is about what's called is about him. Yosef walks with his Hanhaga. Bishvili never and Hashem created the entire universe for us. We're the Shvatim. We're the greatest. So when Asha's Potiphar tries to seduce you, what's called Yosef. What ends up happening? What does he say? I'm the greatest in this house. Well, that's a wild thing to say. That's all the posters that's all mentioned. That's the guy with the Kedusha that you need over here. One second. This is not something I should be doing. Yosef was on the verge of falling in. What did he see? We all say the Gemara and Saita. He saw the image of his father. But the Medjish Rabbi and the Yushalmi actually say it was, what's called, it was Rachel that he saw. And there we could answer the question that's not a theorem. The different shot is, what did he see? He saw his own reflection, and he's a blend of Yaakov and Rachel. And when he remembers who he is, he said, this is something I can't do. This is remembers his own cheshivas. He doesn't get down and fall what's called fall into the what's called the drop. This is the Yates of Hanhaga. The Yates of Hanhaga is where the greatest and that was his vert. His vert the whole time was I know you guys are getting a ninety on this test. Nine out of ten is great. He's only here to focus on the other ten percent to get you guys up to a hundred. Well the brothers looked at him as just out to get him. Yosef was looking like I'm just out to make these guys the top of the game. I know they're tzaddikim. We want to take them to the next level. I know they're not over even they only look like, but why even look like it? When I'm telling you I'm in dreams that you're, I'm, you're bowing down to me, I'm telling you should all have dreams that people are bowing down to you. You go over here, Yehuda, you're fighting as if you're old ad, you're such a tzaddik and everything else. Look, you did a virus, you messed up, Yehuda and Tamar, yeah, let's go ahead. Not everything is so smooth by you. Yesus Hanhaga is, we only shoot for the stars. We don't put up with anything less. This is the Yasef Hanhaga of being what called being the greatest. It was a total, total misread that the Shvatim had on Yosef. And we're going to go further, but what was he trying to say? Okay, fine. But what, what's called, what is he trying to do over, what's called, over here? And that's what he's also another Pshadisana that we could say over here. It says, I'm Yosef, as my father still loved you. See, he's alive in me. Do you see? Do you see over here? You looked at me bad all these years, and of course we're all a hemshek of Yaakov. Let's go, Yaakov And if I really was a Russia, our father, let's go, our father would be dead on some level, or a chelik of him would be dead. Hello, I'm Yosef. Do you not see that I'm also a tzaddik, and my father is alive on all accounts. We're all tzaddikim. Take a look at that. So, but what is he trying to do? All different types of pshatim we have over here. To see what these dreams. Either he's just trying to stay, to try to get the whole Gullah stun in Mitzrayim. Maybe he'll never reveal himself. He'll just be that Jewish king behind the scenes and no one even knows, make sure the Jews are okay. Because they had to be there 400 years and because he couldn't make it. So we had to have all the years of Gullahs. He was trying to save what exactly happened because the brothers needed a ticket. So over here is they needed a kapara for a lot of the things that went on here. That's why it says, V'yivach and he cried on them. As Rashi says, V'yar Yosef behem. Yosef saw in them, ki asad arugi malchus, that the sarugi malchus were going to be killed. He was trying to bring them a kapara so that it wouldn't happen. That's what he was, well, that's what he was trying to do. And that's why he cries. He cries on them, and he cries on Binyamin at the base of Megdash, and these are the challenges and the issues that are going to be there. These are all the things that are going on. There's another shot. 
Oliveira mentioned from a Fisher, beautiful shot. He said is Yosef wants to reunite them, but he's got a problem. They threw him into a pit. They tried to kill him. So Yosef's trying to deal with his own issue here. He's trying to put them in a vulnerable state until he starts feeling bad for them. And then all the animosity will be gone, and he'll be able to reunite with them. Alternatively, let's refresh others. He is like, Yosef is like, oh, they're brothers. You thought I was out to get you the whole time. You thought I was a Navi Sheker. Now you see I'm not a Navi Sheker. My dreams, what's going on? My dreams were true. You thought I was going, you thought I was out just to what's going to get you. No. I want to, what's going, we want to have a reunion. We want to, what's going, I want, I want actus. I want closeness. So what are we going to, what are we going to have? Over here, first I'm going to show you I could mess you up. I had you in my possession to mess you up. You guys were here, and I didn't do it. I'm trying to show you that. And what was he pushing Yehuda with Benyamin? He wanted to see. Is Yehuda really going to protect Benyamin? Is he, what's called, is Yehuda really now a friend of the Bnei Rachel? Like, you know, like over here. Is that the case? Then we could probably have a reunion. What Yosei's dream is, the sun, moon, and stars bowing down to him, and the weeds bowing down to him. It's not that everyone needs to bow down to me. My dream is that I will be able to sustain you guys spiritually and physically. I was only out here to what's called for your benefit, for your care. But of course, the really sad point in the whole thing over here was that the brothers saw only saw one way, and Yosef only saw the other, and they never understood each other. That was the saddest part in the whole thing. The saddest part in the whole thing was they simply didn't understand the what's called the other one. If they only would have understood the other one, it would be a whole different story. But really, this story of Yosef and the brothers is really like this is the sin of the challenges that actually destroyed the base of Megdash. But so many times, if we could just understand what was going on, so much of the issues would fall by the wayside. Okay, so let's go. That is, let's go. That's that. Leaves you one uh, final point. How did the brothers not realize this? It should have been so obvious. A couple, oh, two things actually. Uh, three things actually. We have the Chavetzkayim. The brothers, you know, there's so many questions. You was like, this guy is such a nut. What's wrong with him? And he would go, it was only but two words. Said, I need Yosef. I'm Yosef. He like, and all the questions were answered. Now I understand why this guy's asking about our father and our brother. That's how he knows everything about us and everything else. That was Yehuda, that's one thing. Second thing, the base of Levi, sharpest line of Hamish. Yehuda's coming like oh, with the world's biggest violin. Oh, if I don't bring back our brother, our father's going to die. Yes, it's like, really? Really? If you don't bring back your brother, your father's going to die? Hello, I'm Yosef. Did you think about that 22 years ago when you sold me down the river? Oh, woe is to us, Yemadin. Woe is to us, Yemadin. And then the final point. The final point is, how could they not realize the truth was staring them in the face? But the problem is, if this is really Yosef, that means he was right and we were wrong. That means 22 years our father suffered, and it was our fault and we had a total mistake on this whole situation, the truth can stare you in the face. But if the ramifications are too high, you just simply can't, ex- can't accept that. Okay? Wishing everyone a good week. Wishing everyone well. Parshas for you guys. Check in next week. Be well. Bye.